Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. How are you, Colin? I'm doing pretty darn good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What have you been up to? If we Let's just keep it brief. Yeah, we'll keep it brief. I've been working on all of the different challenges that I have set forth, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been doing pretty good. I haven't been able to make progress on every single one of them this week, but yeah. this week was definitely a lot more productive for me than the previous week was. Good. Yeah, because it's only been a week, basically, since we've last seen each other, there isn't as much to update on. Um, however, I will say yeah. probably the biggest thing that I did work on was we, I was speaking with someone, um, that is a, uh, marketing professional just about like, what would it take or what kind of, you know, grassroots campaign would I really need to run, um, for us to make that Forbes 30 under 30? Like what, yeah. what would I actually like, what's the best way to get it started? And like, how yeah. would we, like, how would that be structured? So we've been, uh, you know, starting starting to look at some of like the the ground level stuff so that I can bring it to you soon so we can start kind of divvying up some uh some of those duties a little bit. Heck yeah. Um so that's basically the big thing that I've been working on this past week. Cool. Um what about you, Alex? So mainly I've been chipping away at some well like you had said chipping away at some of the goals we had set for ourselves in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Namely, working on music for Myth Takes. I'd sent you a little draft earlier and that's coming along nicely. Yeah, that was so cool, dude. Thank you. Um I've also been uh, one thing I've mentioned before is visual synthesis. That's something that I've wanted to dive into more. I uh, actually this past stream I was trying to test out mapping this one program I have to a controller that I have and it didn't go well, but I'm looking into other options. So and I've also been practicing more. So I've struggled with working out a routine or like forcing routines that would end up just taking a lot out of me. And then I'd feel guilty about not being able to follow through with them. And it'd be, I'd kind of go through a cycle with it. But now I'm just trying to take it easy because I'm not going to make any progress if I just kind of hold myself to the grindstone all the time right. with this. And that's part of what made me take a break from, take a year long break from guitar in the first place. So I'm just trying to learn from my past mistakes with things. Hey, that's so. another lesson that we had all just a few weeks ago as well. Yes. So it looks like we're really starting. You know what? I Truthfully, I'm going to you know knock on wood here. I think that we're actually like starting to figure out exactly what it means to do this show and to do the things that we do. Um, I think that you it's and I are really... It's only been a year. What's that? <laughs> it's only been a year. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, the other thing is that like that first year was a lot of exploration. And I feel like now it's a lot of like, okay... We definitely have ideas of what does not work, which was most of what we did. Um, uh-huh. but, but the thing is, like, you know, truthfully, just like the whole uh, failures episode, right? Failure is an amazing teacher. Yeah. Um, and also, real quick, speaking of that, uh, sorry, speaking of that, that does not make any sense. That's a terrible transition. I'm going to get rid of that. Hang on. That's scavengers, though. Terrible transitions. Yeah. Also, something um, that I actually forgot to mention uh, is that... Last week in our quote-unquote ad break, um, when we visited the marketing department, we made this big announcement about how we're not going to be doing uh, conversations or ads for corporations and companies and stuff like that anymore, right? Yeah. Um, And we also made that like a very public thing, both on Mm -hmm. Facebook and Twitter, and talked about it pretty pretty in-depth about how it was more important for us to be community-based, and uh, no joke... Um, the, the, the day that we're recording this is a week after that initial post. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so less than a week since that episode came out, since that has happened, we have had multiple show pitches and multiple show uh, requests, like submissions rather. So like what I mean by Mm. that is some new shows being pitched to us and then also some shows that are already in existence that were uh, interested in joining us. Yeah. One of which was a show that we actually did an advertisement for last week, which was Insanely Haunted. Yeah. And so uh, this is the first time that I think it's probably going to be on. Well, I, actually, Spooky Spouses is on Monday, so they may be the first of the week to to break the news, um, or as they say, breaking booze because Spooky Spouses. But uh, yep, Insanely yep. Haunted <laughs> and I Dunno Radio have joined uh, right. the Scavengers Network, and we are in the process of talking with many other new shows of pitches and uh, bringing some shows onto the network. So. Honestly, like, I know I need to update our little header for all the podcasts here, but I have to also kind of wait a little bit because I feel like we're going to be adding a lot over the next couple of weeks here. All right. Um, Well, looking forward to all the fresh voices, and I don't want to say fresh faces because this is mostly an audio medium. Right. But No, but I think it's going to be great because, uh, you know, I think that we always said that we were community-based, and I don't know if we, like, showed that, but once we did... People were like, "Oh, then yeah, no, we're then we're, we're, we we want to be here." Yeah. Um. So I think that's very important. Good um, stuff. So last week we we talked about uh, our post con blues. Mm-hmm. Talked a lot about the lessons that we learned from there. Yeah. Um. You went to Magfest in Washington D.C. Yes. And I went to PodCon in Seattle, Washington. So two different Washingtons, two different conventions, two boys. One all lesson. blues. All blues, yeah. One, <laughs> one blues situation. Um, you make one giant sad boy. <laughs> uh, so I feel like that's probably enough summary. Um, I know that we normally want to try and summarize more, but uh, I want to get Just right... listen to the show. Just You could listen to it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is that I'm really excited for your presentation, so like, yes, I'm going to try actually. and get us to it. So uh, we've been sort of teasing this for a little bit. Um, yeah. It was an idea that... I'm surprised that it actually took us this long to get to this person. For real. <laughs> I, like, I, I seriously, like, I don't know what happened with our brains. We just, like, had a mental block on people that li- that used to live in our state that are doing something successful. Exactly. But it was just funny because then when you said to me, hey, I want to present this person, in my head, I was just immediately thinking, how did we not already do this person? <laughs> I feel like as of this time last year, we should he should have been on the top of our list. But uh, yeah, here so are, here I, will, I will now shush and I will take a seat in the front row and get out my notebook and I'm here for you to do your PowerPoint presentation. Wow. Okay. Here we are. Here's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> my pitch for today's Journey Under 30 is a Baltimore native video editor at a popular gaming news and video game content website. He has created a wide variety of projects ranging from a dance-based narrative about leaving home Absurdist music videos that complement equally absurdist songs, and diatribes about non-correlative trends in the video game industry. My choice that Forbes is totally sleeping on is Brian David Gilbert. We know him currently as a video producer at Polygon. A little bit about Mr. Brian David Gilbert. As I mentioned, he used to live in Baltimore, now he lives up in New York, and I'm going to talk a little bit about his education and his work history. So, Brian was a Baltimore native, and he went to Johns Hopkins University. He got a bachelor's in writing seminars and cognitive science. Uh, that was a double major. 
and he studied abroad at the University of Edinburgh from 2014 to 2015. He later graduated from Johns Hopkins in 2016. And during this time, he participated in a variety of theater and production groups. We'll get to the importance of that later. So places he'd worked from most recent, well, from earliest to most recent. So the work for these varies, but it's all in the field of production in some way. One thing was working as a production assistant intern at a radio station. So here he produced hour-long radio shows, researched new leads, and wrote scripts and discussion points. He also worked as a marketing intern, um, writing copy for press releases, editing blog posts, running conferences and book signing events, variety of stuff. He also worked at Center Stage Baltimore as a patron service assistant, running the box office and getting yelled at by patrons. He was also a fellow at the Baltimore Single Carrot Theater, planning, filming, editing clips for social media, assisting in patron services. And most recently, that was when he got the job in 2017 at Polygon, working as a video producer, pitching, filming, editing, and publishing videos. What we can kind of gather from these is that he's had a variety of jobs ranging in, in the field of production. So radio, mm-hmm. theater, video, and text. His education probably fed into a lot of these jobs, especially the writing and editing gigs, but the production stuff he learned either outside of school or extracurricular. He also, job, he also got the job at Polygon a year after graduating, but he's been working at his career since 2013, each somehow relating to the field that he's currently involved in. So one thing that we've talked about is, at least that I've talked about, is feeling kind of frustration with my education that... With the kind of work that I want to do now, I didn't feel like I was super prepared for. And actually, this was one thing that I talked about, talked to a former mentor about up at, uh, up at my college. And it's just nice to see that someone who who had gone to school for some kind of production, but he well, he went to school for one thing, took advantage of that in one way. But now he used his experiences still in college, but doing something else to lead him to the career that he's in now. Mm-hmm. Right. I did bring up his bio uh, yeah. because I wanted to sort of follow along a little bit. Um, but truthfully, I don't know if you've ever seen his Polygon.com bio. Mm-hmm. Well, at least Polygon.com wiki bio. Yeah. Uh, it is nothing but outrageous, absurdist, like comedy. Yeah. It is. There's no real facts in there except for he was born in Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> 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 and everything after that is just absolute like just wild stuff <laughs> it's so good though i didn't actually check out his uh, polygon wiki bio just because i know that's usually more tongue-in-cheek oh no it is tongue-in-cheek i mean oh, like no, I, I did see this yeah yeah, yeah. brian he, needs to rest because he is get keeps getting sick please brian i beg of you sleep sleep let's see some aliases include brian gilbert bdg rye old brian new brian the ultimate bed salesman baby boy magic brian Brain, Spilosaurus, George Jeremy, Best Boy. <laughs> he is uh, five feet nine inches, but five foot ten with the hair. Right. So his species is quote human. Human. So um anyway, so speaking of Polygon, here's some yes. stuff that he's been a part of. Um Gil and Gilbert, that was a kind of weekly mm. video series that he did with our boy um Patrick Gil. Gil. Patrick Gill. He also did Weekend Review. That was a sort of like... That was a fun little thing. Yeah, events in the music industry. And he said kind of like his own brand of like cute lo-fi pop music to it. Um, Good Cheap Games, which was basically what it is. Good Cheap Games, why you should buy them. And probably my favorite program that he does, Unraveled, where it oh is kind of yes. non-correlative trends in the, music, in the video game industry. Or like not even industry, but like just the... Well, the industry, the history of it. So, what one was? Um, shoot, Rank that reading. whole series though is 
unbelievable because of the amount of time yeah. that goes in to that series. I mean, hang on a second. I'm going to pull up. Well, so the, one in particular. So he has this one series where he ranks all of the literature in uh, Skyrim. Right. But yes. to do that, he had to read through all of the literature in Skyrim. It was 360, uh, 380 some books. And yeah. it was a, it was like like over 400 pages or something like that. Yeah. He also spent time ranking uh, the the hottest monster on Castlevania, yeah. which is definitely more subjective than anything else. But then he also does things like solve the Zelda timeline. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the most recent one, or at least most recent to when we recorded this, mm-hmm. but he explains the Kingdom Hearts uh, story with yeah. the hero's journey. Well, you oh, know, like at the end of any uh, villain's... What is it? Try Decagon. You got to mm-hmm. Nord- you have to Norto boy. That's just <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times that like he had to say the word Nort though. <laughs> do, uh, it just it really proves how outrageous that word and term is. Um, there was one particular joke he had that just like killed me, and it was in the beginning when he was describing the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And there is this one point where it's I won't go into the history of it because you should probably watch this video. But there oh, was absolutely. this one point where he talks about like crossing the threshold, and he said. So this is where Sora crosses the threshold or as other, or as what was it? Experts call it entering the gummy ship. And that just killed me. Yes. Yeah. His, uh, his whole thing is just really perfect. <laughs> I mean, the Sonic Bible destroys the entire Sonic franchise yes. was something that like, I really didn't know anything of. And I actually did learn a lot, yeah. but like I love, cause also, even though he does do some real journalism in them, he yeah. does maintain his sense of fun in everything that he does. Yes. So like there is a moment where he just sort of kind of unravels himself a little bit, you know, yes. and just starts going crazy. And then there's a jump cut to Patrick Gill, like whispering to him and like, being like not hey, how it man, goes. Do you, I really need you to calm it down. Okay. We like, <laughs> we've got to get through this video. Okay. You're getting a little too excited. And then he's like, no, yeah. Okay. Yes. So, sorry. And then he and just like, I'm sorry. Loses it. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so good. Um, also, well, that kind of pl- oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I made a formula to scientifically calculate the game of the year. <laughs> Is is one of my favorite ones though, just yes. because of like it is very pure and wholesome, and I, yeah. I just I love it. Well, especially so the good. ending. Yes, and a, lot, and a lot of his prior work actually plays into that, like working as a marketing intern, so like editing blog posts, um, doing research, especially with like the production assistant intern, where he would like research new leads for shows. Mm-hmm. So like he has the experience to like do this kind of work, but now he can like do it in a way that like he wants to do. Like not saying he didn't want to do it before, but it's like you can see a lot of his personality come out in these kind of bits. And he has all like the professional experience to like make it top quality. Right. Oh, for sure. So he also has his own channel and on. So some of the programs he has on these is this one's, uh, uh, he has a series called dances moving. So it's a seven part two to five minute per episode series with a narrative absurdist humor and his own brand of lo-fi pop music. He also has music videos for his short songs and also has a lot of short gag videos that have gone viral before. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has other projects like Let's Make a Music. It's a podcast about creating music on the spot from submitted song titles. And he also has a more serious music project called Scott and Gilbert. So one thing to note is that not all of these projects are currently running or necessarily like super reliably updating. And there's right, nothing right. wrong with that. It just happens when either a project comes to a pause or other things get in the way. He has, I mean, his whole thing is, is, you know, very, uh, in a way it's a lot like 
pop music, although it's less cookie cutter, right? Because mm-hmm. it is something that like you cannot help but sit there and just sort of like binge his stuff. It's very like bright and energetic. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, but maybe relying it to pop is not the best term. But like my whole thing is that like in a way, it is something that you would feel like should be much more popular um than it is, even though it is still still very popular. Yeah. And he has some of the best comedic videos, I think, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I know you and I talk very frequently about new shoes. Yeah. That video gets me every time. Talking about your kicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these these old puppies? These puppies? Um the video though for his video cover letter for Polygon. Oh yeah, that was is amazing. So amazing because it really does, I think, I think what it does is is marries every single project that he's known for basically mm-hmm. and puts it all into one. And you yeah. can sort of see where some of the stuff that he does at Polygon now really comes from. Because yeah. it, it kind of shows exactly what level of work he can do. Yeah. And man, man, I love that video so much. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, I saw that video and I went, oh, well, then there was no one else they could have picked. Yeah, like, totally. It doesn't matter who else applied, like, that video alone. It yeah. didn't even matter if he had literally never had another job before. I yeah. feel like that video alone, I like, I would have hired him on the spot. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll, I'll put a link for that, by the way, in the description. Yeah, please do. So I guess the thing here is, what's the point and, or uh, subtitle, why the hell is Forbes sleeping on this guy? So... I think he's a really good role model as someone who has continually built a career through both creative work and work work. All of his experiences in some way contributed to the work he does now. And on top of that, he didn't go to school for what he's currently doing, but he found other ways to learn what he needed to learn. Right. Another thing is that all the jobs he's worked are in or around what he's currently doing now, such as running conventions or handling patron complaints for theater. Even if it's not exactly what he may have wanted to do, he still got work in the field. And one thing I've been struggling with is the fact that I didn't go to school for the kind of job that I that I want, and I don't have a lot of work experience to back it up. But to remedy that, I just need to find the work in the field, whether or not it's exactly what I'm aiming for. Like, right. This may be more of a personal thing, or this may be something that may be up for argument, but working around the field that you want to do is better than not working in it at all. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And he also has a lot of creative output. Some things are still going, other things are on hiatus. And a big thing I've been struggling with is balancing various projects. Not only deciding when something should or should not be released, and fi- but also well, and figuring out when it's done, but also just dealing with the guilt of not of letting a project fall by the wayside, or just like letting perceiving something going on hiatus as something just ending because I feel guilty about like just not doing it right. Mm, yeah. But, because it's like, oh, well, if I can't constantly put time into it, then it's dead. But that's not necessarily the case. Um, and he also has a lot of short projects. So, like, they're all great ways to develop your skills in a short amount of time, rather than just putting effort into one big thing that may or may not get completed. So, at least for me, it might benefit me to have some short-form, short-term projects so I can develop my skills over a variety of forms and have something to show for it. Right? As opposed to, like, here's this big end-of-year goal that I'm going to do, but then I'm going to keep procrastinating and not do this and not do that and not do that and then have nothing to show for it. Definitely. Like, a lot of Brian's videos, like, they're short. Like, they're in the, like, less than a minute to, like, five minutes to ten minutes, at least, like, on his own channel. On mm-hmm. Polygon, they tend to be longer. But, like, he has a lot of things to show for that. And a lot of yes. things he could be very detailed with and learn as he goes. No, Forbes, I, I think those are all great points. For yeah. sure. Forbes, do your job. Yeah. Um, 
Forbes, listen, we would love for this year for all three of us to be on the same list because, man, that yeah. would be a real honor to be like, hey, we were in the same class of uh, Forbes 30 under 30 with Brian David Gilbert. Yeah. BDG, as they say. Um, Baby boy. Yeah. It, I mean, seriously, though, like, it, it is actually a very good call, I think, to to go with Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, because he did, I think, truthfully change, like, his personal workforce, really. Mm-hmm. This is kind of unrelated, but I also think that the addition of doing the Polygon show also helped maintain that. Um, mm-hmm. Man, everyone on that list as well should be on the Forbes 30 Under 30. So maybe that Polygon.com yeah. in, in general, I think, is going to be kind of a gold mine for people. So who oh, knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have a Polygon month. <laughs> Hey, we actually could. That would be that actually be pretty fun. Um, I I real quick side note. I actually did say hi to Allegra Frank at PodCon. Really? Um, yeah, it was awesome. I wish I had been able to get a picture with her, but yeah. uh, I saw Allegra Frank and I was like, "Oh, Allegra Frank, hi!" And she was like, "Hey!" And she waved and said hello. And nice. Then I should have followed up, and then I just was like, "I'm nervous because you're the best." And uh, yeah, well, you met her right. though. Yeah, you don't need exactly. Proof. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, next time, next time, Allegra Frank, this is my promise to you. I will not freeze up. The podcast Historical Hotties is a place for sister duo Whitney and Lindsay Nelson to discuss prominent figures in history. They research, argue, and debate amongst themselves to determine which person is the hottest in this humorous and educational podcast. Every episode, we tackle a different category of real-life historical people, from horror writers to con artists. Who will win? It is important to both siblings that history, which has always been an interest of theirs, feels fun and accessible to people. Turning historical figures into water-cooler, who's-hotter conversation is a great way for them to expose listeners to fascinating events and people in a light-hearted but sexy way. It is equally important. I should probably shouldn't lead with that kind of <laughs> the, 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 the kind of sort of sexy important. way to say things. It's, <laughs> it's equally important for them to convey the message that anyone can make history. Sure, you hear a lot of straight white cisgendered men of privilege like us in history class, and it makes sense that those people with money and power can make a lasting impact. But it's so so important for people to understand that women, people who have had no status or wealth, disabled folks, people of color. People across all genders and sexuality spectrums, and even people with criminal pasts, haven't all been able to make a lasting impression in this world. Making change is all-inclusive. Historical Hotties is a show that's here on the Scavengers Network. Uh, The Nelson sisters, both of them are also on Myth Takes. Um, Whitney was in the first arc, and Lindsay is in the current arc. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Alex is also in the current arc. Yes. So, you know, currently you're getting... Two, uh, three out of the four people that we've mentioned. You're also um, in, in this current, current arc. arc. Exactly. Historical Hotties is an uh, unbelievably fun show, and uh, they very frequently will do themes uh, on some months. And uh, this year for February, they are doing a Valentine's Day related uh, theme kind of all month. So it's all things related to Valentine's Day. Ooh. And uh, just so you know, I think it's the episode that comes out the day after this episode airs. Hmm. Your homeboy is going to be on Historical Hotties. Ooh. 
Yeah. Cross-promotion. Um, no, it, it's great, though, because we've been trying to find a time to team up like that yeah. um, for just months now. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the times, uh, our schedules have not matched up in ways that were beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just haven't had an opportunity to get onto the show. Uh, but then we both had an opening um, this last week. And so we recorded an episode, and I was... Definitely very nervous because that is a show where I feel like, you know, I can't afford to mess up. Understandably. Um, but it was it was so much fun and I love those sisters very, very much. Yeah. Whitney and Lindsay are unbelievably great people. Yeah. And uh they are such gracious hosts. Um so thanks for having me on. And uh Historical Hotties is out every Wednesday on whatever podcatching app that you choose. Hmm. Okay, great. Well, let's get back to the episode. Sounds good. Well, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it. What do you think? I think so, too. I think that we learned a lot this week. Brian David Gilbert is being... um, Slept on. He's being slept on for sure by Forbes. That's the biggest lesson here. Yeah. So Forbes, get your crap together. Like for real. Yeah. So if, if you're listening to this episode, dear listener, which I'm assuming you are, if you got to this point, my, my challenge for you this week is please go out to Twitter and at Forbes as much as you can. Okay. Actually, maybe don't be obnoxious about it, but just let them know. Let them know sleeping. that Brian. Yeah. Say, Hey, wake up y'all. Your alarm clock is ringing. Ring it's a me. Ding, ding. I'm your it's, alarm it's clock. It's us. We're on Brian your phone. David Gilbert. Yeah, Brian all David Forbes, Gilbert. Because you all sleep in the same bed. Because you're all one business, and that's what people in a business do, right, Colin? No comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. But let let Forbes know that they got to stop sleeping on our boy BDG. And I, I I love that. I love that Brian David Gilbert energy. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's a pretty great spot to leave it at. All right. So, please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Historical Hotties. Wait, we just talked about it before. You should check them out. They're really good. Um, If you're looking for even more podcasts after that, try out our other great shows on the network, like Myth Takes. Yes, you can find uh, all of our podcasts on whatever podcatching app that you choose to listen through. Um, I'm going to be updating the website sometime this coming weekend to uh, have all of our new shows and stuff like that. And uh, we're working actually with Bill Henderman to have some really cool audio players on the website so that you can listen to episodes of all your favorite Scavengers Network shows on our website, which is scavengersnetwork.com. Um, oh, it right. is still kind of halfway in progress, so be gentle. Well, better, um, better in progress than not, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and if you want to find me specifically on places like Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. That's C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. If for some reason you wanted to find me, you could find me on Twitter at French at Music, French, French A-T Music. You can also find me on Twitch at French Alexander, and you can find both of us at ScavengersNet on Twitter. Yes, very, very true. Um, so before we talk about when the next episode comes out, I would like to, as always, thank my co-host, one Alex Taylor, for the use of the music that you hear at the beginning, middle, and end of thank the you, show. Sir. 
um, a very accomplished musician Getting there. and uh, makes music very frequently on that Twitch channel that he just plugged. So you yes, should go check it out. You might see some things in the new MythTechs arc. Oh, very true. Very true. So this episode is airing to you on February 5th. Now, usually we would say we'll see you in two weeks. But remember, everybody, this is the February catch up challenge for Journey Under 30 to get us back on track to the number of episodes that we should be at. Uh, so we'll actually see you in just a short seven days. We'll see you on February 12th. All right. So we'll be seeing you very soon. Thanks for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm Alex Taylor. And I'm Colin Parker. And we'll see you on the Forbes. Hi, everybody. I'm Lindsay Reed. I'm Jordan Reed. And this is Chupacabra's number one fan, Molly Reed, our dog. And we are the hosts of Spooky Spouses, a podcast fueled by our love-hate relationship with any and everything paranormal adjacent. We talk about things like urban legends, ghosts, scary movie sets, other ghosts that are maybe a little taller than regular ghosts, Cryptozoology, Tom DeLong, Alien Hunter, and our creepy neighbor Crystal Chris. Each week, Lindsay and I will research a topic that we have yet to discuss with one another and talk about it on the show. So if you're not too scared, join us every Monday for Spookies and Giggles. Bye. Bye. <laughs>